0: Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster. These are the stories of our tribe. They are important, powerful, and will undoubtedly change you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster. This is where we share the stories of our tribe and our tribe is incredible and powerful and these stories will undoubtedly change you. And today I am beyond excited to have Amber McKinnon, who we know as Mimi, on the Perfectly Imperfect interview for today. So without further ado, Mimi, please introduce yourself and tell us where you live, a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then we'll get kind of rolling on our chat. Okay.
1: Um, my name is Amber, um, I do go by Mimi. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Newport, Ritchie, Florida. I've been here for about 20 years now. We've Mo- moved from uh, Louisiana. So, born and raised in the swamp, and just moved to the beaches. So, um, I love it here. I have uh, three kids and one granddaughter. Wow. Um, I work for an organization that two non for profit organizations that provide um, eyeglasses to children in need um, across three or across the Bay Area, which is where I'm from, and we do that at no cost to the families.
0: That's amazing. And what yeah, else do you do? Um, I sell
1: beautiful, or I'm an affiliate for Beautiful Disaster, which has changed my life. Um, you can even ask my family how much it has changed my life, how just, I, I can't even, I mean, I guess I will explain. Um, the minute that that one ad popped over and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool clothes. So I kind of like looked through the clothing and then I started reading and I'm getting chills now, but mm-hmm. I will tell you that. Um, I had just turned 40, and I went from this huge weight of my life before 40 on me that I felt like I just couldn't get rid of, and I have gone from that to a completely different person where this weight has been lifted. Um, I have decided that I'm, my past is what my past is. It who, is who I am and has made me who I am today, but am. Not going to allow it to, I guess it kind of in a way does defy me, right. but I'm not going to allow the negative to defy me anymore. So I kind of let that go and just, I feel like a new person. I feel like yeah. just so amazing. Yeah. I'm um, just give back.
0: I've seen from afar a transformation in you for sure. Um, Thank you. And I can't wait to dive a little bit more into your past and some of the things that have shaped you and um, gotten you where you are right now today. Because we have to honor our story. We have to honor what we've been through. I love that you said you're gonna let that part kind of go because it's served you. It has served you up to a point. And it's hard to think of it as serving you until you get to right. that point and you're able to look backwards, so speaking exactly. speaking of backwards, um, take me back. And first of all, I want to honor you for for doing this with us. I know Thank that you. prior to you saying yes, you know, you spoke with your family and. You really needed to make sure that right now was the time for you to speak your truth and to to tell your story. So I I just want to honor you for this because so many women in our tribe need to hear what you're going to share. So thank you. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you.
0: Okay, so take us back to what is a really dark and hard time for you that you shared with us um, that you realized at 12 years old something very very wrong had been happening in your life so take us back there
1: so it was when i was about 12 um i had finally realized that um what i thought was kind of a norm i guess um my step-grandfather had been raping and molesting me since i can't even remember when it started happening um and it just it happened it was allowed to happen um I didn't know at that point that it was allowed to happen um I I was sitting in my bedroom with um I believe one of my cousins a if you want to call it a boyfriend at 12 <laughs> but a, um you know a friend and it just kind of hit me I was like staring in like this I had this big glass mirror and I was staring in it and it hit me and I was like like something's off, like I just wasn't feeling right. So I called my mom and my grandmother, her mother, um, and pulled them aside and I said, "Um, hey, you know, um, my grandfather has been doing this to me. And I was crying my eyes out and they both just kind of looked at each other and hugged me. And to this day, I hate this comment because of this, Um, but the only thing that my grandmother said was, your eyes are even pretty when you cry, mm. and it was like, okay, I'm not getting validation. I'm not getting like, I'm so sorry this is happened. Like, I'm not getting any of this. So I was yeah. like, okay, um, there was really nothing said. Um, so from that point, it kind of continued. Um, I had no- I known again. You know, it was. It probably took another year or so when I finally had come to my mom, and I said again you know, like, look, this is, this is still happening. And from that point on, um, it was basically, um, I had found out that my, my grandfather was paying my mother off Ugh. to keep quiet about this.
0: Oh my God. Um,
1: and later years I found out that of course something had ha- similar had happened to her and it was oh hidden. God. But, um, so, um, that was hidden from everyone. Hardly anyone knows that story. My family, of course, knows the story. I don't tell it publicly. yeah, um, I, I I just don't because for a long time, i was I felt like I was doing something wrong. Ugh. Like I really felt like it was my fault, of course. and like I couldn't stop it. Um, I can remember I always wanted to know why. Like why did you allow this to happen? Why? like having children, I want to know why yeah and my husband always says sometimes, sometimes you don't really want to know the answer to some questions and I've come to a point where I don't really need to know the answer anymore yeah. um, because I look back at it and I look at how it has made me the mother that I am
0: yeah
1: um, I was very protective you know I, I I made I wanted to make sure that they never felt that hurt yeah um, but um, it also made me realize that money is not important.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, I can't um, imagine. I can't imagine the betrayal that you felt when you went to your mom and she didn't try and fix it, she didn't stand up for you. But then how you must have felt to find out that not only did she know and she was aware of it, but she was being bought. I cannot mm-hmm. imagine. And it was happening.
1: It was happening with people um, in the home, so like they all they knew that my mother, my grandmother knew. My um, I think the worst part of what happened, and this one's going to get me. I'm sorry.
0: Is my great grandmother?
1: Yeah, my great grandmother, um, who did not know, was married to him, Mm -hmm. and um, he died of cancer.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, when he passed away. My great grandmother had found out. Sweetest woman you'll ever meet. So oh, little. God. Just lovely, lovely love, person. And she, someone at the funeral, I didn't go. Um, someone at the funeral had told her, which is, how do you do that to that poor little woman? Oh, jeez. And then um, she had called because we had landlines at that time, you mm-hmm. know, no cell phones or anything. And she called my mother and. Um, my mother says your grandmother wants to speak to you and I was like okay so I get on the phone and she she asked me if it had happened yeah and I told her yeah and she was the very first I'm so sorry and only person to ever apologize
0: oh to god
1: to me <sighs> so it came from someone yeah um that had no clue of course um but she apologized to me and I felt terrible that like not terrible I guess I didn't at how my mother could have put me on the phone yeah to have to tell and break this to them that was so sweet so naive did not know um and that was kind of part of my um not uh sorry let me compose that was part of me the biggest trouble or the biggest the hardest time I've had of trying to tell this part because a lot of people see him differently they don't know right um they see him you know they see him as a a vet right um you know they see him as different things and this will bring to light and it will hurt people for knowing this so Mm. my biggest concern was not me because I have healed me yeah for what I think I um, I just don't want other people to hurt from it, but at the same time I have to tell it yeah to, to me.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um what kind of help have you gotten for yourself to get through this? Um,
1: really, um my husband and my family are absolutely um my husband is a godsend, um, yes. which we'll get into that later. Yes, too. yes. <laughs> Um, he, he, he is my biggest, um, just biggest, he grounds me, he, um, I'm this like wild child that has to kind of sometimes be controlled and he's <laughs> the one that's like, ah,
0: you know what I mean? He has to reel so, you in.
1: He <laughs> and if he ain't there, I'm not being reeled in and I'm like, oh, but, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely. I, um, he yeah. is definitely my best friend. Um, we talk a lot. Um, I think that's why our marriage is as strong as it is because we communicate so much. Oh,
0: that's.
1: Um, I have tried uh, therapy mm-hmm. um, for a while. I was, you know, I mean, I was when I was very young uh, before I had my first daughter. Um, I was drinking it away because
0: right. what's the easiest
1: thing for kids to get their hands on is alcohol.
0: Yeah.
1: So I mean. Out drinking um, just trying to escape sure. from the situation escape from what was happening um, but since then it's it's really just um, my I would have to say that my my first savior and it's gonna sound weird because I was only 15 but my first savior was my daughter mm, yes. um, she, she was my very first this isn't about you anymore you've got to wake up and 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 we're gonna
0: and you were 15. You know,
1: you've got to do this
0: to her. You were 15 years old, I was 15. right? 15. 15 years old. You had your first child. Yes. So you became a mom at 15. Yes. And then what happened at 16? You became a mom again. I was a mom again. <laughs> so here you are, <laughs> 16 years old, with two babies. And I can imagine yes. that what you're saying is true, that those babies saved your life.
1: They did. They did. Um... Caitlin, which is my oldest, she is 24 now. Um, when I first had her, um, it was kind of like my escape, yeah. my wake up. Um, so I was dating this guy. He was I was 15. He might have been 16 at the time. Um, we had Caitlin, and then we got pregnant like literally months after <laughs> Caitlin. So um, I was pregnant for. For Savannah, which is my second daughter, and she is now twenty-three. Wow! Have to give me a second. Yeah, they're on like me. Irish and, twins, um, right? All of my kids—they're so close. <laughs> and we have a boy as well, but we'll get to him. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, me and this this guy—we um, had kids um, when I was pregnant for Savannah. Um, we were teenagers, so he did his teenage thing, and Caitlin was my savior. So I worked for part-time jobs because at the time, I couldn't um, work a full-time job because I was underage. Right. So I had to work all these different jobs. Um, so at Savannah was three days old, mm-hmm. and he had called me on the phone at that time, and he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm holding Savannah. And He says, what do you mean you're holding Savannah? And I said exactly what I said. I'm holding Savannah I had the baby I said um, I at this point have to focus on Caitlin and Savannah yeah what do you want to do
0: yeah
1: um, are you gonna grow up with me we don't have to be together right Because we weren't at that time um, we don't have to be together but do you want to grow up and help me with these kids let's co-parent let's you know I know we're young what, what would you like to do
0: yeah
1: um, and he cho- he chose to be a, a kid and continue to be a kid, which is his choice. Sure. Um, I, I know that sounds so weird to some people, but I consider myself a very strong person and I'm going to do what needs to be done to take right. care of
0: kids. Yeah.
1: So, um, so yeah, I was 16 and had two babies yeah. and didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I would literally lay in bed and cry every night and, um, pray for someone to come and love me and love these babies like they yeah. were theirs.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, uh, at that point I had, I had already known my husband since I was 15. Yeah. When I, when,
0: when I have, read that part in your story, I was like, that's so crazy. You guys already knew each other, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. I met him the, actually the summer that I found out I was pregnant for Caitlin. I had met him. Um, he was a friend of, Of my aunt which was really close in age with me and I used to come to Florida every summer for the 4th of July so I came just normal 4th of July and there well I'm pregnant for Caitlin (laughs) so we met um, (laughs) we continued to be friends and he would send the girls like diapers and clothes and just we were friends really you know and then um, I came here in 96 let's see October of 96 I came back to Florida for a wedding and my husband was there mm. this time I was 18 oh <laughs> and <laughs> he um he's very shy um he doesn't he doesn't really I was his first girlfriend mm-hmm. and he was 22 at the time so. um this girl asked him to dance and I was like yeah no. so I go over there <laughs> Interrupt, and from that point on, we've never been apart. Oh so my gosh!
0: So you literally like in. cut um, in? You cut in? Oh, oh yeah, I cut in. Girl, that is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, so Savannah was four months old at the time, and of course Caitlin was a little over a year, and um, we have we've never been apart since. Um, we moved to Louisiana. He moved to Louisiana for a little while. Um, we got pregnant for my son and I said, I will not have another baby without a <laughs> ring on my finger. <laughs> yes. So, um, we did like a, well, we tried to do like a go to the justice of the peace, get married kind of thing. My parents were like, oh, that's not happening. Right. So, um, <laughs> so we got married in, uh, July of 97 and we've been married for 22 Two years July.
0: That's incredible. Um, I we, our, we have to go boy. backwards a little bit because okay. there's something so important that the women in our tribe need to really hear and understand because there's a lot of single mamas that had babies young that haven't found their Prince Charming, that might not feel like they're worthy of a love like you were able to find. So... I would just love for you to speak to our tribe a little bit about like what what it felt like before you met him and what it feels like to know that you found somebody that accepts you, that accepts your daughters and loves you the way he loves you. Because people need to hear this because they don't believe it's possible.
1: It is possible. Um, Prior to that, I mean, I I was young, but at the same point, I had to grow up quick. So um, I never, I I don't think I, I don't think I've ever felt not worthy of something. So um, I don't know that I can speak to that, but I can say that I've always tried my hardest to love myself. Mm. Um, If you do not have self-love, Um, regardless if you, I guess self-respect, self-love is the biggest thing. Once you love yourself um, and know that things that have happened to you are not your fault.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I guess I never really, um, when I got pregnant, I never really like put the blame on anybody else. Like it wasn't, there was no, there was no reason. I mean, I made the choice. Right. So I think when you stop I don't know. For me, it's always, I make a choice to do what I do, right or wrong, and I have to accept the consequences for it and I take them. You own it. Um, I love myself for who I am. Yeah, I do. I own I own every mistake, every positive, every, I own everything that right. I've done. I do not blame anyone for it. Um, but I just, I, I really don't care what people think mm. about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I push that into my kids as well too. I mean, I'm, very hard on myself because I'm my own worst critic but it's not because of what people are going to think it's mostly because of what I think of myself you know you just said something Um, so so
0: incredibly powerful that you other people's opinions of you doesn't matter that is something that people need to hear so desperately we are under so much pressure to live up to these expectations of people And their expectations and their opinions mean nothing. So. Absolutely. Would you say Mimi that in order for you to love yourself and respect yourself, did you have to forgive your grandfather?
1: That's a tough question. I've been asked that before. And I don't. For me personally, I don't know that I can, um, I don't know. I don't think that I have, that's a really tough question. Yeah, Um, because
0: it's like you don't know if it's it's forgiveness or if it's letting go, just letting go. You can let go of something without necessarily forgiving. People feel like sometimes, yeah, people feel sometimes like if you forgive, it's almost like you're saying it was okay. Right. You know what I mean? So and, and, so, and I
1: think those are, I do. I think that's exactly how I feel. I think I let go mm. of what was holding me back with that situation, but I, I think the act itself is unforgivable. Right. Um, with my mother, I love, I mean, I love my mom. Yeah. I mean, I do. I loved her dearly. Um, she passed away um, in 2012, and I mean, I loved her. She was my mother. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't forgive her for what she did, sure, but I didn't allow it to to I just allowed it to I learned from it, and I used it in my life, yeah, yeah, like well, I you're used it my children. You you're know, an ins- you' an
0: absolute inspiration because you obviously have the gift of immense inner strength, even despite the odds of what happened to you it didn't break you. I mean, it, it probably broke some pieces of you, but it didn't break you. And that's really, really amazing. So let's get back to your night in shining armor, armor, your husband. So tell us, earlier you mentioned that he's really helped to heal your heart and to heal your spirit. So tell us a little bit about how he does that for you.
1: Um, he's kind of, we grew up together, so he's kind of just like a guy, best friend. Yeah. But I'm married to him, you know? Right, right. (laughs) So, um, we like, we like the same things. Um, we do, there's a lot of things that we like to do together. Um, he listens even though, um, he's man listening. (laughs) (laughs) That is a real (laughs) thing. (laughs) Yes, it is a real thing. Um, so... He he does listen um and I could tell him a thousand times when this is when something is like weighing heavily on my heart yeah and it's usually in car rides wherever we're going um or he can just be sitting there and I will just talk and talk and talk and he just sits and listens and I'm like are you listening? He's like I am I am I'm really listening yeah and then you know I'm like well how do I get like how do I get past this because this is like weighing on me so heavily
0: right I
1: just, I'm
0: sorry. That's okay. And, um, sorry. That's all right.
1: Um, okay. Um, so it's just talking, us communicating really. Um, um, he always tells me, you know, just don't, don't ask questions. You really don't want the true answers to. And I really don't want answers. I just need to move on. And, um, he's, I think our biggest thing to, for us was to break a cycle yes. that I grew up in and a huge cycle um, that he grew up in. He grew up in a very, uh, both parents were alcoholics, mm. um, very, very, very abusive to him. Um, so when we got together, it was like these two broken disasters that needed each other. Yeah. Um, and we, we've kind of, with our kids, um, it was just that we we got together and we said, let's break this cycle yeah. of what you have been through and what I have been through, and let's just have this family that we are an unbreakable bond. We're not going to allow anything in our control right. to happen to our children, and hopefully when they have families, they can then pass on that bond and that strength and that I don't care what the world thinks because this is my family and my, you know? Yes, so yes. So that's, I guess, let's do it together. I mean, I don't really know how to explain it more than that, but our family bond is our most important thing.
0: That is amazing. And, you know, obviously he supports you in all your wild ventures. So let's talk a little bit about, (laughs) let's talk a little bit about how you first found Beautiful Disaster and, um, you know, kind of how you feel about the brand and what our tribe has Um, done for you personally in your life talk a little bit about that
1: okay so um beautiful disaster came across i believe it was facebook Mm -hmm. it was just the ad and it came across and like i said i seen the clothes and i was like oh this is like cool and stylish and then I had gotten into more, I think the mission is the first thing I read
0: Yeah.
1: and what you, your, your mission is. And that is what really got me. And then I started reading the blogs yes. and then I started, you know, looking further into to the stuff and it was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I see the affiliate program and I was like, hey, this might be cool to kind of try out. Yeah. Maybe I can get some word out, you know, about, and it's always been, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it hasn't it's always been about getting the word of beautiful disaster out to other women. Yes. And I really knew I did that when I had gotten um, magnets, which I, yes. And I put them on the side of my car. Yes. So we went to this little event. Um, my husband, this little thing with my husband and there was a woman there. And the next week we go back and she's wearing a beautiful disaster shirt. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I was like, like, I went up to her because, like, I'm kind of shy at sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, um, I was like, did you get your beautiful disaster shirt because of my, you know, my magnet? She says, I did. So that was my first beautiful disaster friend. And she oh. said, the minute I seen that magnet, I looked at you and I said, oh my god, is this another woman that I can talk to oh. without being judged?
0: Oh. And I
1: said. I know, and I was like, because, she, you know, without going into her, but she came from an abusive relationship prior, and I mean, like, just so many things. Now, now that, I'm you know, the one crying. When, I know. <laughs> that was the most, when she said that, I was like, oh, you're doing, like, you're, this is what you're doing this for. Yes.
0: So And um, this is what on, I we're got, doing it for. That's yes, why it makes me cry.
1: Yes, that and that is what I love about it. Um, it's the clothing is very cool and I'm not going to lie. I love everything about yes. it, but the message yes. is what I strive to get out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my husband has learned to, I don't go anywhere unless I'm working because I have to wear that uniform. Right. Um, everything is beautiful disaster. Yes. And I wait for the moment for someone to say, what's beautiful disaster.
0: And I'm it? like, Oh, wait a minute. Let me pull my card out and talk yeah. to you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's such a way so, to connect and when we yes. first came up with the idea for this brand, that was how do you connect people? Because you can connect people through social media, which we do, we have an incredibly powerful group, which I know you're a part of in our private group. You can connect with people through meeting them, but it's hard. People, people don't just walk around saying, hey, you know, I, I need somebody to talk to. Yep. So we had to very strategically design a way, it's almost like a club where Mm -hmm. if you see somebody wearing it, you almost know it's okay to be like, hi, I'm Mimi, you know, and you can start this conversation. It's like a secret society, right? It's like
1: you say it without
0: saying it. And for us to be able to carry the message through affiliates like you who are out there connecting on a human level and making these connections and relationships and being able to have friendships and support that you wouldn't have already wouldn't have otherwise had that is us accomplishing our mission. And it's the stories that we get of like what you just shared about. I saw someone else wearing beautiful disaster and I was like, Hey, it gives you like that permission to strike up a conversation And you know you're going to yeah. have some common ground because almost everybody that wears Beautiful Disaster, just like you, has read the stories, has heard the mission, they know what we're about, they know what we're trying to accomplish, and the tribe that we're creating is just astonishing. It's really incredible, and yeah. you're you're a testament of that for sure.
1: It is. Yes. I've met quite a few people through the beautiful disaster um, in, in through the group itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's quite a few people that um, and if you know me before, I'm I was private and I wouldn't really give my phone number to anybody. And now it's like, don't message me. Here's my phone number. Just call me. Let's talk. Let's. Yeah. you know. There's quite a few of us that do that now. And if I go into a store, I mean, my husband knows that if he's with me. And someone asked <laughs> about my shirt. They're just gonna be standing there because that's, that's, we're about to talk about it. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> I right. just I just want them to cards are handed out, like I said. Go check out the website. Read the stories. That's the biggest thing I tell them. Yeah, you know, you don't even have to purchase anything right now. Just just go read the stories. Yeah. you know, just just connect with someone. Yes. um they and en- they usually end up buying something because the stuff's so cute. but yes, um to me, just so important to, since I have had the connections and I've seen the connections and that one girl or one woman that told me that when she seen that, it was like, how many other people don't have anyone out there to talk to? Yeah. Um, You know, kind of put yourself on the back burner and just, let's just talk. Yeah. You know, just even if you don't want to talk about what happened to you, let's just be friends.
0: Absolutely. You know, we we are so much stronger together than we are separately and, and, I can tell that the purpose of beautiful disaster has touched you. And now you're like a missionary and you're carrying that message to (laughs) other women and being able to connect with them. And that is the most powerful thing that as a business owner, I could ever ask for. Like if somebody said, what's your definition of success? This is the definition of success is that. We can create a product and have a message and a tribe of women behind that brand that actually can connect with each other and support yeah. each other. It's just, I'm humbled every single day at, at what this tribe is yeah. capable of. So speaking of the tribe, I would love for you to, you know, there's women who are in the group who wear the clothes, but they haven't shared their story yet and they may still yeah. be in that very dark place. So I would love for you to just take a minute and share you know, some of your knowledge and some of your your words and experience to what you would say to somebody in our tribe or even outside of our tribe. Anybody who hears the podcast, sees the video that might still be in that dark time. What would you say to them?
1: Um, you know, that's funny that you asked me that because I've been reading a lot of the private group stories and it's been weighing heavily on me. Um, I see a lot of people that are still in those dark places yeah. and it is very hard to pull yourself out of them. It is. Um, it, 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 can, it can, I would say every situation is different but on a daily basis the way that i pulled myself out of a out of my dark place was i every day i woke up and i found one thing positive mm. i don't care what it was mm-hmm. it was one thing that was positive even if it was just that i was able to open my eyes that morning and wake up and be here yes find one positive thing every day focus on that one positive thing and try to, you know, just, just build yourself up a little bit and believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, it is very hard to tell your story because a lot of us are very, um, we're shamed, we feel like we're ashamed of what happened, we yeah. feel like it's our fault, yeah. and it's not our fault. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is not your fault you're being treated the way you are, that, that you're being abused, that you're whatever, whatever your situation is not your fault. Right. You don't deserve that, and um, I think I had to tell myself um, you you deserve better, you deserve, um and it took a lot of my husband pounding that in my head yeah. too, is you're better than this. Um, so I think you just have to kind of keep repeating Yeah. Keep putting those positive things and keep repeating to yourself that you are better than this. You don't deserve this, you deserve better. Yeah. Um and then you'll kinda of start believing it. It's almost like exercising, right. you know. Right. It.
0: Right. That that you know? makes so much sense because I can go back to my darkest times. And I can remember the repetitiveness of the bad thoughts. They happen over and over and over and over and over and over over again. And what you're saying is so spot on that we have to reverse engineer that. And and like you said, if it's I'm grateful that I could open my eyes, I'm grateful that I got feet to put on the floor today, I'm grateful that I woke up on the right side of the dirt today, Whatever it is, if yes. you start building on those positives, eventually the scales will start to yes. tip and the whole world can open up for people. So that was very profound. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so let's talk about if you had if you had to say in one word. Where where you get your confidence, your strength, and your power from? What would that one word be? Myself. Boom, baby. <laughs> I love Myself. it. Yes, yes, yes.
1: It I, has to come from you first.
0: Yes. Oh. Yes. Fantastic. It, it
1: definitely has to come from from within. Um, if you have it within, um, eventually. It will, it does show outward yeah. when you have your, your confidence and your, your strength. Um, people see you that way. Yeah. Um, even if you have to fake it till you make it,
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: you know, you do it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: this has been an unbelievably powerful meeting with you and I'm just so honored and blessed to have you in the Beautiful Disaster Tribe. You. And your story and your words and your strength are going to inspire so many people. Before we get off, um I want you to give yourself a plug for the um the eyeglasses. So tell me more, tell us and anybody who's listening about that nonprofit Who they help and how anybody else can help support that as well.
1: Awesome. So um, the main company that I work for, um, it partners with another company, but the the company that company is one company is completely funded. So we're going to focus on the one that needs the donation. Yes. Which is um, Essilor Vision Foundation, and they have helped over. um, Now I'm going to get my numbers wrong because you threw me off. That's okay. We've helped over a million people, um, give glasses to them. Um, our, our good, the thing about them is we are, um, all of our, all of our donations go to this foundation, to the project, to running, to give in the glasses to the kids. Um, and we see mostly school age kids. Um, we go in, we give them a complete eye exam Mm -hmm. and they get to pick out their glasses. We, um, fulfill the prescription for them right. um, and give them to them. And this is at no cost to their families. Right. Um, we don't go through their insurance, nothing. It's completely free. A lot of these kids, um, real quick story, I can see like um, like we've seen kindergartners yeah. that don't know they can't see. So they haven't seen like their mom's face for the first time, wow. but they think they have. Right. We can put glasses on them and they will like cry because they're like, the world looks like this, Oh my but they gosh. don't know any different.
0: Sure, so they didn't know what so they were missing. Thing.
1: No, they don't. So Essilor Vision Foundation, um, I believe if you just search Essilor. How do you spell um, that? Spell that for the
0: people that are listening. It's
1: It's E-S-S-I-L-O-R. Okay. E-S-S-I-L-O-R. Okay. Essilor Vision Foundation, and they can just make donations. um, And and like I said, all those proceeds go to giving kids free glasses.
0: That is unbelievable. I... I You know, um, something not a lot of people know uh, is my husband, Tori, who is also one of the founders of Beautiful Disaster and Handsome Devil. In, God, what year was it? 2012. So Christmas Eve 2012, he went out surfing. And, you know, I remember giving him a little bit of shit that morning because we wanted to like open presents. And he's like, I'm going to go surf. And we're like, oh, great. Okay, hurry up. Go surf and we'll wait for you. And I got a phone call that um, and it was him and he said, babe, my surfboard got me in the eye. I think I need you to come pick me up and take me to urgent care. And I was like, You Yeah, I was just thinking, like, it must not be that bad if he can call me and he just wants to go to urgent care. So when I show up, he has a towel over his eye and it's, you know, gushing out blood and we go to urgent care and they saw him within two seconds and sent us to the E.R., So Mm -hmm. he ruptured his globe, which means the eyeball is the shape of a grape, it's squished. So he's, luckily we were able to save the eye. He had to have eight surgeries to reattach the retina and he has no vision in that eye. And the whole point of me telling you that story is your eyesight is something we tend to take it, that we just overlook it and we take it for granted. So, uh, you know, I have a real personal connection to, to what you guys are doing to help give people their vision back because my husband can't get his vision back in that eye. And thank God it was only one eye uh, because yeah. he can yeah. do so, you know, he can still do everything with vision only out of one eye. But it's something you don't think about until you yeah. have to think about it. So what you guys are doing through that foundation yeah. is phenomenal.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's, I, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Yes. I'm blessed to be a bo- part of, I believe, both of these programs, yes. Beautiful Disaster and the SLR Vision Foundation. It's just, yeah. it's, it's both giving back yes. and giving to people that need, and it's, it makes me so fulfilled, and I am grateful for both.
0: Yes. One I really of, am. One of my favorite quotes is, give and you shall receive, but there's a caveat to that. You can't just give so you get. If if you give from the heart, really, if you give from the heart, the abundance that you will receive is overwhelming. And that abundance, I mean, is gratitude, fulfillment, self-love, happiness, joy, like the things that you get back. I think that alone is a path to healing. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I I 100% agree. 100%. You know, 100%. Um, I never give expecting anything in return, ever. Yeah. yeah. I it, never.
0: I think, you know, going back to the question that I asked you about, you know, what would it, what would we say to somebody still suffering is I think something I would say is stop what you're doing and go do something for someone else.
1: That's true. It. That's, that's very good.
0: Like, yeah. like, if all you do today is peel yourself out of bed so that you can smile at somebody, Or so you can help somebody across the street, or I I, I don't know what it is. Just get outside of yourself, be of service to someone else, and the blessings will, like, pour in. They just will. So, yes, very powerful. Well. Again, Mimi, it has been absolutely wonderful. I think we could go on and on and on and on talking forever and ever. I know. (laughs) Um, Yes. But thank you so much for sharing yourself and your story with us, for being a super fan of Beautiful Disaster, for being a missionary and, you know, sharing the message of the brand. And we are just so happy to have you in the tribe. And again, a million thanks for coming on here and sharing your story with us.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm grateful to, to be a part of it. Thank you.
0: Oh, all right, yeah. you guys. So again, this is Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster where we share the stories of our tribe. They are incredibly important, as you just heard. And don't forget to subscribe and share. If there's somebody in your community, if there's somebody in your network of friends that you feel needs to hear this message, tag them in it, send it to them because we are here and available to connect. So thank you to everybody for watching and listening and until next time, bye.